Hello, and welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. And I'm Gary. And today we're going to review and discuss The Deadly Spawn, which came out in 1983. Written by Douglas McEwen, with a story by Ted A. Bohus and John Dodds, and directed by Douglas McEwen. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, the story follows Charles and his family. A strange creature has fallen from space and has taken up residence in their basement. And as Charles has found out, his parents and some of his friends have already been devoured. It's down to Charles and his brother to try to destroy the creature before it's too late. So this is a very, very low-budget movie. Yeah! It was actually, I mean, this is the thing that that, that gets me the most, was that it was on a budget of $25,000. Just not even a paycheck nowadays for some actors. It, exactly! <laughs> You're just like, how did they get this made on no budget at all? Like, you know, this came out... I mean, th- this film was originally advertised, it was going to be advertised as a follow-up to Alien. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, one, of the, one of the taglines was, like, at first, you know, it was... Um, the invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah. Then Alien. Now the deadly spawn. Uh, there was a, actually a VHS cover or poster for for this movie that said uh, the return of the aliens. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which of course they were told you can't do that because do they it. are actually going to do an aliens. No one knew they were just going to put an S at the end of <laughs> Alien at this point in time. Uh, but you know, even the creature, like, it, it, it looks kind of like a chest burster. Yeah. It's just flesh and teeth i mean i wouldn't like how you would even try to connect it to alien knowing full well that the chestburster and alien changes to a, a, a xenomorph where this slug thing doesn't really do anything other than just get bigger <laughs> and, eat. And, yeah. and eat and grow extra heads and arms like <laughs> i'm not entirely sure how the design of this thing works but i'm sure we'll think of something as we go because sometimes I'm really surprised a movie comes out that I've never heard of and I'm expecting to be absolutely fucking shit because nobody's talking about it, nobody owns it, nobody's given it to me, nobody's told me it's the greatest movie ever made or whatever. And I'm getting ready to sit and think, like we said, this movie is made on a shoestring budget. So I was expecting zilch. <laughs> What I got was a goddamn gore fest. And like some of the actors, I felt like I had post-traumatic stress at the end of it as well because I couldn't (laughs) believe what I'd seen. Like the movie immediately had me in kind of a basket case, evil dead kind of mindset. Very much brain dead. You know, Peter Jackson's homemade props and, and everything. exactly. All made with heart and passion. And now this entire... Film crew was made up of friends and family. Yeah, you know, they all literally just pitched in to help get this film made, which is why it explains like none of these have like extensive IMDb pages. Uh, no, no, I mean some of them have like reemerged as actors after like a twenty-year hiatus, um, and some of them have gone on to produce and and do other bits and pieces. Oh yeah, work in, in uh, the industry. But it's definitely kind of a bit of uh, who they know in the industry, especially when you look at this house. Yeah, it's. 
Tim Hildebrandt's house. Right. And he's obviously his son is the the, the lead actor. Yes, yes. The kid in in the film. Uh, and he's very, very famous for doing lots of film posters uh, and VHS covers nice. in the entire film industry and books and everything else. So they literally used his house <laughs> and his son. Well, see, you know? now did they? Because immediately you see that wide shot and I'm like, oh, well, model. Well, yeah, <laughs> the, there, there's some glorious matte paintings and miniatures in the film. I say glorious because they're obvious miniatures. Massive. But you appreciate it immediately, yeah. you know? That's what I did. I like, as soon as I saw the model house, I was like, oh, it's a model house. Why have you got that there? And then I'm thinking, is it? I'd like the detail on it is so good. I'm having to stare and be like, no, it is. It's, it's fake. But it, why is this here? And, and the movie immediately starts with this thing falling from space and crashing into the ground. Like every good retro yeah. alien invasion movie should start. And, and with, with just like every other movie, you've got two unknown people in the woods who go, hey, let's go over and have a look at that. And these two guys go walking over. And like I said, I'm immediately like, I'm in my, my mindset to watch The Evil Dead because this is how ropey the acting is. You know, my mindset to watch The Evil Dead because this is how ropey the acting is. You like, know? yeah, these are not actors. Like, they're filming <laughs> at night and I'm surprised I can see anything. And we can hear it, too. And, and so we can like, hear it. <laughs> yeah, on a technical level, like, bravo. Yeah. Uh, and and one of them sees this comet thing and, and how it's hot and his mate's like, well, I'm going to go get the camera and the flash because I want to take a picture of this. This is This is just great. And as he goes running off, the guy is killed off screen. Hey, where's the flash gun? Now, at first, I was kind of annoyed at that. Like, oh man, I wanted to see shit. But as the film goes on, I kind of wish some people would be killed off screen. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, with your first death, it sets the impression. Yes, just... people would be killed off screen. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, with your first death, it sets the impression. Yes. You're just like, oh, it's going to be one of those movies where everybody dies off screen. Yes. But no, this is just teasing right now. This is building up to the real gore. <laughs> I mean, the second guy in the tent, like dramatic acting, dramatic death sequence. You don't get no better than an arm going, oh. <laughs> Now, unfortunately, what does kind of follow is about 30 minutes of fluff. Yes. Now, there are some moments, there's some great moments in there, but it is a lot of fluff as we get introduced to this family. Yeah. And we, we, we also know that this creature, after feeding on those other two, has grown. And we, we, we also know that this creature, after feeding on those other two, has grown because we see its silhouette mm, and it yes. just looks like limbs and body parts moving <laughs> it's all silhouetted it's brilliant <laughs> but we get the impression that they have made their way into the basement of this house through yeah. camera work sound effects and the fact that these people keep hearing things down there and keep calling out <laughs> down there and then wandering off down there yeah just to get fed upon i i i love the fact well i mean I did get a bit confused, but it meant I had to take the time to research it was how this all this whole setup works. So you've got the the dad and the mum who are the owners of the house and Charles and Pete are their sons. That's right. 
and the other two adults in the house are just family members who are visiting. Yes, yes yeah. Um, and like initially, I was like, I thought it was like a, a boarding house, like a hotel. Like yeah, because they have in. like initially, I was like, I thought it was like a, a boarding house, like a hotel. Like yeah, because they have in. friends turn up midpoint in the film as well. And you just like, yeah, yeah. It can be really hard to follow. Most of the characters are not that distinguishable, other than other than other than going to. Uh, what their grandmother's house they don't go anywhere other than this home right you know everything resides the whole movie pretty Set much resides around yeah. this whole house and i did like the way that it's just like right the creatures in the basement the dad goes down there first and he's taken out You know, we don't see a lot of it because, you know, it's on a shoestring budget. It's 1983, you know, but I get enough that string budget, it's 1983, you know, but I get enough that whatever's just got this dad is, it's fucking dangerous. And so then the mum's wandering around, you know, she, she was having a shower or something and then she wanders down. She's like, where are you, honey? You know, and then she's taken out. But her face is like half ripped off. And exactly. Shit. You know, <laughs> like, and I was ooh. like, geez, the gore level. Exactly. Shit. You know, <laughs> like, and I was ooh. like, geez, the gore level. Like, I mean, it looks fake, but at the same time, you'd still like, that's really impressive. That, I don't mind. This is 80s. Yeah. This is 83. You know, people always give me grief like, Ian, you got to love more 80s horror movies. Look at this. Yes. You know, this is what we want. This is like gore to the to the <laughs> max. The the whole factor with like uh, Char Charles is a bit strange because there's like there seems to be like this whole underlying storyline that the like the his mum thinks he's a bit of an awkward kid. Well, it's because, because he's, he's watching horror he's movies. He's in horror lot. movies. Like his his room is decorated with all of those retro fifties sci fi movies. Dude, honestly. If we had woken up our parents when we were kids with screaming horror movies, would they have asked us to turn it down? Well, my mum would have made me eat that fucking TV. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I grew up watching horror movies. Like the sounds of screams coming from your room—that's like normal. Yeah, but like it's seven at least. The parents' sounds of screams coming from your room—that's like normal. Yeah, but like it's seven at least. The parents are fucking woke. Well, the, the auntie and uncle, or whatever. They're woken up by his fucking <laughs> screams, which coincide with the fact, you know, that. The, the screams, any screams that they've heard from the basement, they would have mistaken for the film. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, and so they're, the, the auntie and uncle are like, look, you know, your mum and dad have left a note saying that they were going into town, even though the weather's horrible. And so they just assume mum and dad's gone. Not been eaten by some parasitic alien life form in the basement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even the cat gets curious and goes wandering down into the basement. I was surprised the cat didn't die. <laughs> right, yes. Yep. Yeah, like, yeah. It seemed like, like one of those films. But they've got this thing with Charles as well, where the uncle... He's a psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. And he has that bizarre sequence where he sits the kid down and he's like, yeah. I want to talk to you about your obsession with monster monsters and monster movies. And do they scare you? What does scare you? And, you know, the kid, like, not being an actor, it was, it was okay. I did like those that question sequence because it was kind of like, you know, what would you do, Charles... If you if you found out these creatures were real and Charles was like, well, I don't know. I suppose that's what, you know, makes them unscary is that they're not real. And I'm like, oh, oh, it's a thing that he also <laughs> says that he does not real. And I'm like, oh, 
Oh. It's a thing that he also <laughs> says that he doesn't get scared that much anymore, or not really. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's kind of at least at least this dialogue bit, like of all the dialogue in the film, at least this has some relevance. Yeah. Because there's lots of dialogue in the film that means nothing. They go on, they drone on about nothing, you know, and it, it you know it just gets drowned out with its inaneness. Yeah. The the conversation between Pete and his buddy and the girl that turns up, like. Pete's buddy's a complete idiot. Yeah. Like, he's a complete... Uh, like, I, I... I think that's just the way that the character's supposed to be portrayed. But when he's working alongside Pete, who is supposed to be the, the smart hero, who comes up with a lot of the good factors in, in, on his thoughts of what's going on, you know, the other, his friend is just counteracting it with just, like, complete inane nonsense. And I'm like... Not only is that nonsense, but it did just fill ten minutes of the movie, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You know? But it's okay because it, 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 you get these filler scenes, you know, I call them filler. And, you know, they could have been filled with something more interesting. But it does break up the next real good gore segment. Yeah. Which is where the kid now wanders down into the basement. Because he's trying to figure out, you know, I think the cat's gone down there again. Or... The, the electric keeps going out and they've called well, it's because they've had a storm and yes. there's lots of rain and there's flooding. And I, and, and I think, you know, he... He's also, I think he's planning on scaring the electrician or, or doing something because obviously Charles yeah. is constantly dressing up and trying to scare people. But when he goes down there, we've already seen the electrician go down there. And then he goes down there and you you know, you're like, fuck. Like the creatures here, it, it follows sound. So as soon as Charles makes noise, he's going to die. But when he gets in there, he sees the dead body. He sees the creature, which for $25,000, you know, is... It's incredibly impressive. Yeah. Like the like the entire prop, the entire puppet, like the three moving heads, the teeth, the saliva, the slime. You can see where they're inspired by Alien. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it is such a fantastic uh, design, and it was uh, John Dodds, one of the guys who helped write the story. He's the director of the special effects of the film, and he did an amazing job with this creature. Yeah. Yeah. Like and. And then that, that starts making my mind work of how this thing works. Because I assume, like, they start off as little slug things. Yeah. And they eat something like a piranha. And then they just keep eating it until it grows to a bigger one. But, much like critters, maybe, only one of them can become, like, the mama. The, the queen version. I'm just guessing, older. like, the first one that landed is just the mama one that... Well, so therefore would be bigger but... well we say that but then later on you yeah, know like yeah. who came first yeah but yeah. like it doesn't lay eggs no we don't see eggs but it seems like it just births live offspring yeah because just... we see the little ones compared to this one now like from the meteorite at the beginning yeah. just moving through the water so it made me then start thinking about like night of the creeps and then slither you oh, know yeah, how yeah. these things start just replicating from just eating constantly and when Charles is looking around there's just I mean, all right, the numbers estimate, but in my mind, I'm like, there's hundreds in this yeah, basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we don't see them, but we what we do see, they're everywhere. They're on the rafters. They're on the light switches. They are they are climbing out windows. And and his auntie goes off to the grandmother's house at some point because the grandmother's a vegetarian. That's like an in joke. Um, she's got her friends coming round, <laughs> and one of the creatures. Um, she's got her friends coming round. <laughs> And one of the creatures 
gets into her her mixer. Her blender. Her blender, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is before Gremlin. Yes. Yeah. You know, wow, this is shocking. <laughs> and she fucking munches it up. Doesn't mean to, you know, puts it in with a salad. It's that great moment where she's bringing out the plate. She's like, I've added something different. <laughs> yeah. It's that great moment where she's bringing out the plate. She's like, I've added something different. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, day. Don't, don't eat it. Don't eat it. <laughs> but it's the fact that we then see these, these deadly spawn emerging from under the couch. Yes. You know, and so we know that that scene's about to build up but the big important scene with the kid in the basement is we find out that the creatures are blind yes you know he clicks his finger yeah and that the creature gets his attention and so he knows like the reason why he's not died is because he's not panicked mm. and so the callback from the scene earlier where he's holding on to his fear he's able to to start dealing with the creature yeah and meanwhile the other teens have found like one of the dead like baby baby, ones, baby yeah. spawns in there they put it in the sink they're talking about it then they end up dissecting it they get a yeah. razor blade and they're like what is these internal organs lots of inane science talk that doesn't really lead to anything but good enough that i just felt like all of this could be expanded on more yes yeah you know i'm like you could totally remake this fucking I, movie I, I and make that- it bigger i mean know? there's like four people involved in like the writing of the story and the script and i think there was somebody else to oversee the dialogue and for me i think the dialogue is the biggest problem with the film yes but then is that is that it's a problem of the way it was written or the way that it's delivered it could be a you bit know, of both bit like of it's both, really hard to say because i i, I agree like some of the dialogue some a lot of the dialogue was just really boring filler but like some of the acting, like the kid in the basement, the monster spits out his mother's head and it lands on the floor and the little fucking deadly spawn start eating it as like, you know, like it's regurgitated for them. And you're just, you're with Charles staring at his dead mother's head, which is staring back at him while it's kind of wiggling while these things are eating it. I was like, fucking hell. You know, I've watched a lot of horror movies in my time, but that really hit me, <laughs> you know? Because I, like, I, I suppose because I wasn't expecting it. Yes. I, I didn't realize that this movie was going to pull the rug out from underneath me and say, what, remember that conversation we had earlier with the kid about how you'd feel <laughs> if you saw a fucking scary monster? Well, now it's, now it's come to that crunch a fucking scary monster. Well, now it's, now it's come to that crunch point. And it's the same when, like, Pete and his friends, they run through the house with this dead one to show the uncle. Right, right. And, and they find him. They yeah. find his corpse. Yeah. He's he's dead in his chair. Looks like he's had his eyes eaten out of eyes his face. Eaten out. The things have had their way of him while he's been asleep. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now it becomes a complete siege movie. Oh, it's like pandemonium as we cut back to the old ladies are being terrorized. Yeah. You know, like... That they got them hanging off of their limbs, being eaten. Like one of the pictures gets knocked off the wall. And oh, all the spawns are, they're everywhere. Made me think of arachnophobia with that yeah, it one. It did Just actually, like yeah, like a house under siege from these monsters, yeah. and spiders, deadly yeah, spawns, things in the basement. Yeah, and and Charles actually manages to escape from the basement, but the creature follows him. So now it's chasing people around the corridors, which, as goofy as it looks, and it does look goofy because you know we're talking about this built homemade probably built creature chasing these actors around you know when they when their friend kathy turns up you know she almost gets eaten she's very very pretty i wouldn't mind to seeing her be eaten a bit more but they get separate they get in the room if uh, be eaten a bit more 
but they get separate they get in the room if and Peter's just like look if we can get to my bedroom we can get some you know some help maybe call the police and so they go to run out there and then the creature like we see the silhouette of it on the wall right you know getting ready and then it, as soon as they step out it leaps on them and they get separated pete's like kind of love interest ellen who we've been following through she's a really smart girl like his uh, pete's buddy kind of fancies her but ellen kind yeah. of fancies pete because he's smart um she gets completely separated by them and the creature bashes its way into it the room with her and in the process bites her head off and throws her body out of a window. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. No. Like like the decapitation was sweet, but you know, the body being kicked out the window afterwards was like. just perfection yeah like it's obviously a dummy but the way that it falls where it contorts when it goes through the window and yeah. then when we see the corpse on the ground afterwards the decapitation i was like it was sweet it was fucking awesome now, apparently this character wasn't supposed to in the original script wasn't supposed to die until the end of the movie oh right but the actress got another job and she was like look this one's paying yeah this one isn't so i gotta go I'm so out. that's why another character literally turns up in the same scene that she gets killed <laughs> off in that's why kathy <laughs> turned up yes. because i was like nobody's ever <laughs> mentioned about kathy turned up she's just turned up like hi guys i'm here <laughs> so small bit of trivia for you yeah is that the deadly spawn the mama spawn that yeah. was in the basement it was constructed and built in the basement so when the time came to actually film it outside the basement, yeah. it wouldn't get out. You couldn't get it through the door. So I could only imagine the horror and the despair of the guys that built it because yeah. they had to cut it in half. Oh. They had to cut its head off in order yeah, to get, in to order get, to get the it head, through the, the doorway yeah. and then reattach it. But through the magic of filmmaking, you really don't notice you, that I, at all. I didn't notice that. I mean, I, I knew from like the silhouette work, you know, and the little puppetry that we saw that it was... You know, less is more. Jaws, again, it worked for what I was getting, but yeah, we having get, to cut the model yeah. and then pull it out. Oh, we still get incredible close-ups of just this mouth of teeth yes. or dripping saliva or whatever else it is. Yeah, and Does this creature, rem it reminds me of the uh, the first boss in Splatterhouse 2. <laughs> creature that bursts through the wall. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, you got the the, the little spawns in Splatterhouse as yes, well. Yeah, yeah. you got to kick them back and come out of the past. Like, I... Um, I was very surprised about how Pete's character was developed from this point because he, like, he gets separated from, from his buddy uh, and Kathy and they're hiding in the attic and they're absolutely terrified. Kathy's just like, you know, like, we're going to die. And Pete, he climbs up on the roof in the rain and sees Ellen's body. So now he goes like completely in shock because he's seen his parents' car as well. Yeah, he realised his parents have gone as well. So this one guy has lost his girlfriend and his parents in like a space of a couple of hours. And I was like, I, I did kind of really feel that to the point where they are now being chased by the creature and Charlie is now the hero. He's come back to his bedroom. He's got one of his prosthetic heads. He's filled it with a shit ton of flash powder that he's got used of. He's stuck, what, uh, uh, on an electrical wire. He's connected it to an extension cord. Right. Lures it up to the creature and, and manages to get the creature to eat it. Well, at first, like, the creature, you know, he, he, it doesn't see the head, so he's got to lure it over, and then when it comes over, he 
he eats it, and then he shoves the thing into the plug socket. It, the, the, he does get injured a couple of yeah, times yeah, as well. Yeah. He gets bitten as well, which I was really surprised that this movie was willing on doing what a lot of movies don't, and that's hurt a child yeah. in the process of trying to stop the creature. With the, some of the shocking deaths in the film as well, you're just like, anybody's game. Like yeah. You can literally believe anybody can die at any moment. Yeah, this. and that's what I felt. But then as soon as he hits that plug and the thing just goes... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's, I love a good monster exploding yeah. sequence at the end, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and so then we think things are kind of wrapped up, you know. It's just like we see like the, like, I don't know, like the, the rest of the neighborhood. The, yeah, getting the involved throughout there with tasers in? and sticks. Yeah. They're, they're killing all of these deadly spawn like it's like it's fair game like it's a fun you know weekend yeah like they're having a really good time barring the family who are obviously <laughs> like devastated destroyed. everybody's dead you know the auntie's lost her husband and her sister and like the kids have lost their parents and their girlfriends you know you see like pete's mate and and kathy in the car they look like shell-shocked yeah. yeah they look like they're gonna just have sex just to try to feel something after this whole situation <laughs> But they're killing all the spawns, and you're like, okay, it's coming to the end of the movie. And then the cop's there at the house, and he's just like, yeah, man, we're about ready to, to tie everything up. We're Can't believe be it. Back. We found one that was like eight feet long. Yeah, he's like, oh, man, you should have seen the one in the basement. That one was massive. And then you start to hear the rumbling, and the film, the, the camera cuts to the wide shot of the model house <laughs> from the beginning, and you watch this like it must be the first one. This is how well, I worked yeah. it out. It must like I it's was the one from the the camp or the one. I figured out that like it like the the asteroid must have crashed. There must have been a few of them, but one, like a couple of them, like maybe not the same one. Like two of them maybe attacked the two campers. One went to the house, and another one went into a cave and just sat there with its mouth open. And then, like, all the wildlife over the, <laughs> over the day just kind of ended up going into his mouth. And that's the only way I can imagine how this thing got, got to the size of a mountain. A mountain! I was sat there watching this thing and I was like, why have we not got a sequel? Why are helicopters... Oh, what? There is an unofficial sequel. With and helicopters? It was called Metamorphosis, I think. Oh, uh, okay. It was, a re I think in some, like, considering this was an unofficial sequel of Alien. Yeah, yeah. Then this film has its own unofficial sequel. <laughs> Maybe we'll review that at some point down the line. It looks... Uh... I wanted to see helicopters and army no, no, and no, just but fucking... no, Even the sequel doesn't go to that scale. Oh, man. K24. K24. Come in, K24. Well, Ian, what were your favourite scenes from the Deadly Spawn? Oh man, I had I had quite a few. Your favourite scenes from the Deadly Spawn? Oh man, I had I had quite a few. The, the mum and dad death at the beginning. Like I, I'll admit, a lot of my favourite scenes have got to be a lot of the death sequences. Even the campers at the beginning, they're they're really goofy. But that kind of lulls you in, especially then when you get to like the mum and dad death in the basement. Then the 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 extension into the electrician's death. Charles in the basement seeing his mum's head that was just great I thought that actor just he really sold it to me that he was terrified yeah you know yeah. and he was so scared he couldn't make a sound and he was just there you know and just imagine his mind breaking the whole time um I really did like the question sequence uh with him and the uncle as well it just yeah the dialogue 
wasn't delivered great and it you know uh, maybe wasn't written great but it it just set up this Charles character. You know, why is he like this? Why is he so into horror movies? And then seeing the fact that then he becomes the hero later on, I'm like, fucking, yeah, this is like Jaws all over again. Um, the, the the end sequence with the big worm coming out of the ground, like, when I saw the model at the beginning, I thought it was stupid. But then I saw the payoff, and I'm like... Totally worth it. Totally <laughs> worth it. Um, yeah, yeah. Ellen getting her head cut off. I really love that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's so many great and memorable moments in this film it really is a treasure trove of wtf moments <laughs> yeah. you know all the creature effects whether it was wriggling eating moving salivating eating decapitating spawning blending exploding you know eating spawning blending exploding you know all the things that a creature in a horror movie should do yeah oh but one, more, one more favorite sequence as well was when charles was talking about the thing from another world oh yeah of yeah course. you know you bring up the thing it was immediately cement the movie yeah <laughs> Um, there, the, the other character that gets brought in like an hour into the movie when she first gets attacked, yeah. she just literally turns around and just goes, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I was like, exactly. I was like, this is the, the most honest, real reaction anybody's given to one of these creatures in the whole film. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to remember that line. Yeah, the miniature work and the ending, you're not going to forget that when you see it. Um, but I also just want to say there is a there was a jump scare in the film that I was just like ah oh, I wonder if Spielberg saw this oh right yeah uh, it's the sequence when she goes into the basement and the arm falls down and lands on yes, her shoulder that was and then great. she turns around to greet him and then realize it's a severed arm that's actually still being eaten by the creature I was like, yeah oh, it's like the scene with Ellie in, in, Jurassic, in Jurassic Park, Park yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 there's so many great moments so many so many monster mo it's all the monster moments it really is yeah it yes. really really is. William, do you recommend The Deadly Spawn? I did not think I would be saying this, but I fucking hell yes recommend The Deadly Spawn. Like, it's... I, I'm sure that when the movie first came out and people watched it in the cinema, comparing it to other great movies at that time or that have come after, you are not going to really put this movie on a pedestal. But... I don't think this film actually ever went to the cinema. I think Paramount Pictures almost picked it up for theatrical, but I think it went straight to... To VHS well, DVD. Then that makes it even that makes it even like scarier and rarer that this movie just doesn't get seen. You know, by I I, I read something a couple of days ago. Somebody had said like it's amazing what somebody can do with a shoestring budget. And then somebody has replied saying, as long as that person's a genius, they can take a shoestring and make it into something. And I was just like, you know what, that's that's a really good concept. Like, you've only got $25,000. Yes, you're going to get all your friends in. Yes, you're going to use every availability that you can. Yes, you are going to put the focus on the blood and the guts. You know, yes. Okay, we want better dialogue. No, we don't. We want to see people get their fucking heads bitten off. You know? Do we want to see why these parents care and not care about their son? No, they're dead. Who cares? The son's going to fucking blow this creature up. And then we get a big, massive worm at the end. <laughs> I'm going to say, if you love horror movies, and in particular, alien monster variety movies, and you don't mind it being on the cheap, and a little bit sloppy in places, <laughs> then hell yes, I'd say give this a go. 
I wish I'd discovered this film sooner, but great to see this film has survived into the HD format thanks to its cult following, who saw the amazing alien spawn design, enjoyed the splatter gore and shock horror moments, and mixed with some black comedy. Can easily see some inspiration here for Night of the Creeps and Slither, so yeah, the acting is so-so, the music 